1: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim
0: Ryan. And as you know, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, tell you where to go, what to do, and places to see. But Jamie, today we're not going anywhere. We're sitting in our closets. Uh, I'm looking at, in front of me here, a plaid shirt. Behind me is a a dress shirt. In front, a couple of pillows. Uh, My uh, laptop and a notepad perched on a wicker basket. Along with my phone is a flashlight. (laughs) What do you got going on?
1: Now I'm really fortunate to have a window in my closet, a small window. So I've got some daylight and the uh, neighbor's house across the way. I've got some uh, exposed pipes of the wall next to me and lots of uh, plaid shirts and Timber's army scarves behind me. There's also a little drawing in the wall that apparently some child drew when this was a child's bedroom. So that's fun to discover. Ah, not bad. Not bad.
0: Little little treasures uh, from your house that you didn't know, yeah. didn't know you had. Jamie, why are, why are we in our closets here?
1: Well, I think as, as everyone knows, we are in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak in Oregon and around the world. And so, you know, just recently, Governor Kate Brown uh, issued an order for everyone to stay at home unless absolutely necessary. And of course, that involves leaving your house and doing things like traveling and hiking and all that fun stuff that we usually like to talk about.
0: Yeah. And to read directly from our our coverage uh, from fellow reporter Mike Ragway, the governor instructed people to stay home. Except when traveling for essential work, buying food and similar critical supplies or returning to their own homes. So that means, Jamie, recreational travel, the kind of stuff that we like to talk about is now forbidden. So what, what does that leave us with?
1: Basically, that leaves us with where we can walk to um, or maybe bike to within our own neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, which if you're fortunate enough to have a beautiful natural space close by, then you can certainly go there. Portland parks. To- are all still open uh, playgrounds are closed and you know um, outdoor basketball courts and sporting fields are closed but the parks are going to remain open as long as people can strictly maintain a six- foot social distance between one another so that's kind of the new mandate as of today and of course things are constantly changing so I think anyone who wants to go outside and recreate needs to just keep that in mind that things are changing all the time
0: yeah changing all the time and changing quite quickly at least to this point so i think we should probably stray away from offering any kind of tangible advice about what to do and not do other than my general vibe right now jamie is if i can't go there on my bike so if i can't like that if i can't travel on my bike to a specific location, then I probably shouldn't be going. So that nixes any kind of travel, you know, outside of a, a reasonably bikeable distance. And even then, what I'm doing should only be for exercise, not just because I, I think it'd be really fun to go hang out on a trail or whatever. No, I, I should go because I want to move my legs and, and kind of need to after being inside all day.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I think what I'm really interested in too, to hear about from you, Jim, since we haven't seen each other in a, a week or so, so yeah. our office is obviously closed those is how you're holding up. We're both very, you know, kind of outdoorsy people and being stuck inside or stuck at home in Portland is, I know, at least for me, it has not been easy. And I know for a lot of people, that's been the case. So Jim, how are you holding up right now?
0: You know, other than the fact that I'm I'm sitting in my closet, which, (laughs) you know, admittedly is something that I, I had not really considered until late i'm doing all right i don't love sitting inside all day it feels weird to be isolated in a physical sense at least from my colleagues at work you know folks who i very much enjoy spending time with but it's okay i i feel fortunate to be among those who has work to do lots of folks are unemployed because of the outbreak and its effects and i feel fortunate also that our work is busy you know, we've been moving very fast in an all newsroom effort to cover this outbreak. And I think being at home and being bored would be much worse than being home and being busy. And coupled with pretty good weather to this point, we're recording this podcast on Tuesday, the 24th. The weather's been pretty good. So I've been able to get out and do some walks around the block. But I'm I'm holding up. All right. Jamie, how are you doing?
1: Kind of in that same boat, Jim. I mean, work has been really incredibly busy. Um, My job has turned into just managing the constant updates about closures of parks and trails and attractions around Oregon. So it's just been this constant deluge of information to try to get out there to the public. So being at home, you know, I'm fortunate that I have a, a house that I like being in. You know, we've got lots of plants inside, which is helpful. I broke out my camping chair to sit on right now while I'm recording this. So that kind of feels nice to be back in the camping chair. And I'm just trying to maintain like a daily regimen to keep my body moving, even if it's inside. So like, you know, I'll stretch every afternoon. I'll go on a walk every evening. You know, I'll meditate every morning just to try to calm myself down because I mean, these are really stressful times. And I think the more we can do to take care of ourselves, both physically and mentally and emotionally, the better I think we're going to be able to handle the situation. But it's tough. You know, being outside, going into nature is so much a part of what I do and what makes me happy that being separate from it, you know, I've got the yard here, and, but it's not the same as going out into the gorge or going to the coast. Um, it's been really difficult just to sort of be separated from nature in that way.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's been good to go on some runs to get outside around the neighborhood, but it's not, you know, especially staring this down and thinking, you know, maybe we're going to be in this position for quite some time. It's not the same and it's going to be difficult and I think require a real amount of like personal fortitude for a lot of people who enjoy the outdoors and and really look to the outdoors as kind of one of their main hobbies if not what they do and kind of a a big part of their identity it's going to be hard for folks to take it upon themselves to not go outside it isn't that hard of an order to follow but it is going to be especially difficult for people who really really enjoy spending time in nature
1: Yeah, I think this is one of these situations that is going to be challenging for everybody as we're kind of forced to be inside more. It forces us to look at what's important to us and to see, you know, how we cope without having these things. Um, and that's a really difficult thing to face, um, that challenge, but it's, I think it's ultimately something that we can come out from as stronger people from having gone through this situation. So, you know, it's, it's one of these daunting tasks that ultimately I think will be beneficial for all of us in the end. And plus, when this lifts, whenever that happens, I just know that everyone's gonna get back out there mm-hmm. and just be so appreciative to be back out in nature. I can just see a big old love fest out there on trails around Oregon and Washington.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, obviously keeping in mind that our recreation is kind of the least- of anyone's concerns at the moment right i mean it's uh we're up against a, a global pandemic that people are dying from that's cost uh many many jobs and will continue to really hamper the economy here in in the u.s and oregon and much farther afield than that as well but you know your individual uh, kind of mental state and and how we're all holding up is is important too and i think it's worth pausing to to note that you know just on a personal level it is difficult to be cooped up all day but thankful of course that uh, you know my folks are are feeling all right uh yours are too and that we're still able to to be here and and do work that that we think is meaningful.
1: So one thing I want to talk about as we're talking about you know where we can get outside and how we can get outside is how to maintain that appropriate social distance when we are in parks. Because I feel like that's something that not everyone, you know perhaps myself included, knows exactly what 6 feet of social distance looks like or you know what do you do if you're approaching someone on a sidewalk or how how do, you, how do you do that? So Jim, you're, you're someone, you said you've been getting out in your neighborhood a little bit. I mean, what have you been doing to try to sort of maintain that safety um, and that public health while you're out there?
0: Yeah, I mean, most of my activity has been just kind of casual walking around the neighborhood. I've hopped on my bike and I've just tried to stay generally away from others. So I live in Southeast Portland, fairly close to the Springwater Corridor. Um, I hopped on my bike last week And, you know, it's a reasonably skinny, you know, appropriate width path for two-way traffic, but it's not a path that's designed for a six-foot buffer necessarily between people. But doing my best to give everyone a wide berth while I'm on my bike, and then while walking around the neighborhood, you know, it's not a bustling uh, downtown-style neighborhood where I'm able to kind of, just if I see someone coming up on the next block, I'm able to maybe choose to cross the street you know the same when i went for a run kind of a little bit more meandering of a run yesterday uh, throughout southeast portland you know you see someone up ahead you just let them snake by with uh, a pretty good berth and if that's exactly six feet i'm not positive but i felt very comfortable and comfortable for those around me kind of just actively thinking about where i am in
1: relation to others yeah, I try to like in, imagine a bubble around me. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how much, if it's exactly six feet or not, but I try to just keep this personal space bubble around me and just try to make sure no one is coming within that bubble. Um, which is hard because, you know, as you know, Oregon hikers, you know, we're so used to being friendly on the trail and saying hi to people and smiling as you pass and not that we can't be friendly, but that as we're continuing to walk around and be around other people, we can't necessarily keep that same friendly closeness that we did before. You know, So if someone is, like you said, someone is, is on a path, um, they're going to cross right in front of me, I'll just maybe slow my pace mm-hmm. and wait until they pass. A lot of what I've been doing has been just slowing my pace down to avoid walking too close to other people. Whereas before I might you know walk quickly and walk past them. Um, Now I'm just really slowing down and making sure that I'm not approaching anyone very closely.
0: For sure. For sure. And I mean, it's worth saying, and we haven't said this yet, I think, but you know, as authorities have said, it's for the greater good to stay away from others right now, right? To give that six foot buffer zone. So whether you want to move faster or not, you're doing the right thing by holding up and giving people a little bit of room to move.
1: So maybe we can go through here. I know I don't know about you but Jim, but I've been receiving a lot of questions from people about what they can and can't be doing. And I, I maybe we can run through some of these questions, even if we acknowledge from the top that most of the answers are probably going to be no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, I think, confusion still about what people can and can't do. So, for example, I, you know, I've had someone ask me, can I meet up with some friends and go hiking as long as we keep that six feet of social distance? And I would say the answer to that is no. And the governor's order is pretty explicit. Don't meet up with people in groups. Yes, you may be able to keep that six feet of social distance, but you're still meeting up in groups of people. You're still, you know, coming close to each other. And a trail is just not a good place to try to manage that six feet of distance. If you're on a lawn with your neighbors and you're waved to them from afar, that's one thing. But a trail is just not a good spot to try to maintain that social distance.
0: Yeah. Now, maybe another question, I'm making up a hypothetical here, but can I go on a bike ride with my partner who I live with and maintain good distance between us and others? And I would say the answer is probably yes, as long as You don't get in your car and go drive to the coast and do a big bike ride from there. If you just set off from your front porch, you know, you're allowed to be around people in your direct household. You know, just keep appropriate social distance uh, between yourself and others.
1: Am I right there, Jamie? I think you're totally right. Uh, People who you're in your household with already is okay to continue to um, be around because you, you live together. That's already there you know, people who you may feel like are close friends or family who live in a different household, that is still commingling households. And that is still gathering in groups, no matter how much you might like them and how close you may be to them. The fact is that is still spreading the virus potentially between households. And that's exactly what I think the governor is trying to avoid here.
0: Yeah. How about Jamie setting off by yourself and going to a trailhead and going for a hike? What what do you think uh, the answer is there?
1: And this is kind of in, in one of these gray areas. And that's a, this is what I'm trying to continue to work on this week because a lot of these trails are still open. You know, the governor mentions explicitly that hiking is still something people can do. And it's unclear if that means, you know, hiking in your neighborhood or if what she's saying is it's okay to go to some of these lesser used trails and hike there. I'm kind of inclined to just you know, default to stay at home, stay mm-hmm. close to home, don't get in your car and go somewhere. That's what I would default to personally. I, I think this right now where we stand, it takes some level of interpretation until there is, I think, more clarity when it comes specifically to hiking and going out on these trails.
0: Yeah. I would, I would fall under the same, uh, general idea as you, Jamie, where if I can't, reach it under my own power either by hiking walking from my front door or biking there i probably shouldn't be going right now it's you know unfortunate on a personal level but set up for a reason and passing no judgment of course on folks who don't interpret it The same as i but i'm gonna choose to stick close to home for now
1: yeah i think that again this is like what we talked about at the beginning where we're gonna have to make difficult personal decisions and sacrifices right now for the sake of public health and if that means not going to your favorite trail and instead finding a little walk around your neighborhood i'm assuming that you're able to walk around your neighborhood I think that's that's a sacrifice that we have to make. It, it's difficult. Uh, but right now, what we're trying to do is ensure that fewer people die because of this, um, that more people are able to stay healthy and that we can get things up and running as soon as possible. So I don't know, I don't know about you, Jim, but I'm looking forward to being able to get back out there whenever that is. I really want to get out there sooner rather than later and The message I'm hearing is we make these sacrifices now and we can get back out there sooner.
0: Yeah, that would be great. And I'll say, too, you know, we don't know how it's going to go from here. We don't have any special insight, but we're kind of doing our best to track all of this and we'll bring you what we know when we know it on Oregon Live, and hopefully, Jamie, through continuing to record these podcasts.
1: Yeah, we've got a few ideas about some podcasts we can do from our closets for as long as we need to do that. So we will g- are going to try to keep bringing you Peak Northwest as long as we can um, during this coronavirus outbreak. I um, just hope you all will stick with us, and uh, we'll I think we'll get through this together. Yeah, for sure, folks.
0: Well, I think that is going to do it for now. But, Jamie be well. I hope I will see you soon. And all you folks out there listening, thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, we hope that you folks are all doing all right, too. This episode of the podcast was produced by myself, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale, Brooke Herbert and Dave Killen.
1: Stay safe and happy non-travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.